0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson, I'm the Genius, getting you set for your drafts. That's right, we are less than a week away from the season beginning. This time next week, we'll be talking about the first game of the NFL season with the Chiefs and the Texans, but today we're talking, we're continuing on with our divisional series, talking about the NFC South, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina Atlanta, who's coming out of division on top. That I'll give you my view on who's the best team in the division is. What does Tom Brady bring to the Buccaneers? And what am I looking at for each team in terms of fantasy production? That and much more on today's podcast <clears throat> where we talk all NFC South. But before we get into the podcast, a little house cleaning. If you have not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter and at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our draft kit available on our website as well, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. The 2020 draft kit if you still have drafts upcoming over the next weekend where we're going to have plenty of drafts happening on Labor Day weekend. And our Mastermind chat is also available, something I think that is going to be very important for people to take a look at one-on-one access with yours truly if you have any questions of a late screen. Maybe uh, how to handle your team this year. Maybe someone uh, tests positive for virus, how to handle that situation. That much more weekly, monthly, and full season package available. So let's jump right on into today's podcast and talk about the NFC South. I think it's going to be a three-team race. I think there um, a lot of people may be overlooking what we, we may see out of the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Falcons, if they can have a little better play out of their defense, I think they will be right there with the Buccaneers and the Saints as the three-headed monster there in the NFC South. Obviously, the Buccaneers bringing in Tom Brady makes them a winner immediately. All those um, past... Uh, Um, boneheaded plays that maybe Jameis Winston had throwing the ball, turning the ball over um, fumbling the ball, whatever it may be those are going to leave with Tom Brady I think Tom Brady is going to make a a few of these players even better in 2020 but I think we're also going to see a little down production in some of these players as well because of the addition of Rob Gronkowski so I'll give you my views once we get to the Buccaneers uh, uh, that way as well but I have the New Orleans Saints as the top dog in the NFC South. I have the Saints winning with the 11-5, followed by the Buccaneers at 10-6, and six, Falcons at 9-7. and seven, And I'm a little down on Carolina compared to everybody else. I have them sitting at 3-13. and 13. I just think that defense, what they've done on the defense side of the ball, is going to make that team really bad. They're going to have to play from behind quite a bit. I just don't know if they have the, 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 the horsepower to come from behind outside of Christian McCaffrey and maybe DJ Moore. So what are we looking at for fantasy purposes? Who, who, who are we looking at on, on, the, on, the, on the offense side of the ball? Obviously, I think the defenses, there's really only one defense I'm likely going to be targeting, and that's New Orleans Saints. I think Tampa Bay could have a pretty decent defense, but I don't think they're going to be one of the teams I'm, that I'm going to trust on a weekly basis in fantasy. And speaking of the Buccaneers, let's start there for fantasy. Uh, bringing in Tom Brady, I think Brady's going to make Chris Godwin that much of a better player in 2020 than he was in 2019 during his breakout year. I think there's a chance we may see Mike Evans kind of drop in production a little bit with the addition of Rob Gronkowski, but I don't think it affects Chris Godwin as much as it does Mike Evans in my personal opinion. Um, Obviously, they uh, just recently brought in Leonard Fournette, so that affects Ronald Jones in that backfield a running back that I was very high on, um, especially if he was able to gain the trust of Tom Brady. I loved Ronald Jones in 2020. I still like him for Dynasty Leagues, um, but I think that Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are going kind of to eat, eat into each other's production. I, I have both around the 30 mark um, in the 30s for running back rankings. I'm likely not going to have any shares of either one of them. I'd rather go wide receiver or other running backs than Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette and possibly a 50-50 timeshare. And we're still hearing rumors about possibly having Lashawn McCoy or Daray kind of in the passing back option, and they still the rookie Keyshawn Vaughn who you got to fill. who maybe at start of the training camp, start of the offseason, was maybe looked at as being the starting uh, running back in Tampa Bay. But the addition of Fournette, the addition of McCoy, now we're looking at Keyshawn Vaughn maybe as the four or maybe even number five option behind the other running backs in Tampa Bay. I'm going to have plenty of shares of Chris Godwin. As I talked about, I'm a, I'm a little concerned on Mike Evans kind of dropping down. I don't know if this offense um, with Tom Brady, with the ground game, with w- what they want to do to kind of win games. I don't know if they can have two top five, t- top ten wide uh, Receivers in this offense, especially with Rob Gronkowski and maybe an improved OJ Howard, so I'm much higher on Chris Godwin than I am Mike Evans. As for tight end, I think I'm gonna have more shares of OJ Howard over Rob Gronkowski, just because I um, I think I. I think O.J. Howard is a player that might be learning a lot from what he's going to be seeing out of Rob Gronkowski, and I think this might be the year that we thought maybe last year with O.J. Howard. Yes, they brought in Rob Gronkowski. Yes, he's going to have an impact, but I think they are going to also want to kind of make sure O.J. Howard is moving in the right direction as well. As for Tom Brady, I think he's right around borderline QB1 option on a weekly basis. But I think this team might run a little more than people think they might um, with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. So I definitely think that Brady is right around the borderline. I'm not guaranteed he's going to be an automatic start on a weekly basis for me in fantasy. If we're talking best ball, I don't hate the idea of going Brady and one of his wide receivers, uh, preferably Chris Godwin personally, um, but I don't hate the idea of going that because we are going to see those huge games out of both Brady and one of those wide receivers, so I don't hate the idea of going the double stack or maybe even a single stack with one of those wide receivers. Maybe you can go a little off the board and go with a Godwin and O.J. Howard instead of a Godwin and Evans or a Godwin and uh, Gronkowski. Next up, the New Orleans Saints. Um, obviously, plenty of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense is very good as well. Drew Brees has another weapon in Emmanuel Sanders, who I think is an underrated option that uh, people aren't looking at as much as they should. Uh, the, having a number two option like Emmanuel Sanders with Michael Thomas makes this offense that much better. And how much is this offense going to have to rely on the passing game with a good defense, with a good ground game? I just uh, worry, ha- have a little bit of a worry on the passing game for fantasy purposes from, from where you're drafting players like Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Jared Cook, those kind of players, I think there's a little downside for them just because I think they're going to be running the ball and playing a little better defense in 2020. But we know Drew Brees can't have those big games, so I do like Brees and one or two of his wide receivers as a double or single stack in best ball leagues. As for redraft leagues, I don't know how many shares of Alvin Kamara I'm going to have just because I think there's a chance that he may sit out. There's that contract issue looming you got to wonder if that's going to happen, if that's going to continue to linger, or what's going to happen. If that does happen, that does make Latavius Murray a very interesting option, but I just don't know if I'm going to be taking a chance on either one of those players. If I'm er- if, if I'm sitting early in drafts where Kamara likely is going to be going in the first round, there's other running backs I'd rather go, and if I'm sitting late and he's still there, I still like other options as well from just my draft strategy, and I'm just not willing to take a gamble on my first round pick just in case Kamara does pull a Le'Veon Bell or a Melvin Gordon from last year um, sitting out for a contract issue. As for Michael Thomas, obviously he's a- 1A, 1B with Devontae Adams in my opinion. I have Adams slightly ahead of Michael Thomas in my personal rankings and that's only to do because I think that they're, going to have, um, they're not going to be passing the ball nearly as much as they have in years past and also bringing in a player like Emmanuel Sanders is going to take away from a little production from Michael Thomas because he does have a legit option out on the other side of that uh, offense in the passing game. Emmanuel Sanders is a very good wide receiver from the Broncos and 49ers formerly. And next up, the Carolina Panthers. As we talked about, I think this defense is going to be one of the worst in the league this year, which is going to put a lot of pressure on the offense. I do think the offense has a lot of weapons. I think they obviously we know what Christian McCaffrey is. I think DJ Moore is in for a monster year, um, a true breakout year. We saw it start to happen last year. I think he's going to really break out this year in 2020. I do think that Curtis Samuel does have some big games in him. I was very high on him last year, but maybe I was a little early on him. So I definitely think there is upside for Curtis Samuel, especially in best ball leagues. Same thing can be said with Robbie Anderson. You just got to wonder who who's going to hit on a weekly basis, so I think both players are better fit for best ball than they are redrafts, but obviously, they're going to be taken in drafts, I prefer Curtis Samuel over Robert Anderson, talking about DJ Moore, I think DJ Moore has top 5 upside, top 10 upside as well, I think uh, there's a very good chance he is one of the better wide receivers in football, and I do like to uh, where his draft strat is. Uh, draft. Capita is right now where you are be taking him in fantasy leagues. And Chris McCaffrey as we talked about in other podcasts Saquon Barkley or, or Ezekiel Elliott um, I don't question anybody who has one of those three as the number one overall. Uh, obviously Chris McCaffrey is going to be one of the top three running backs and overall players in fantasy in 2020 barring injury. And Teddy Bridgewater coming in uh, as-, as the new quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. He has a lot of off- options on offense so it's up to Bridgewater to make it work. I do like Bridgewater as a possible uh, backup quarterback to whoever your start and I think he's a fine option for as a bye week replacement or maybe even a, a waiver wire pickup I mean not a waiver wire but a, a matchup play on a weekly basis depending on what the matchup is but I definitely think Mitch Bridgewater is not a starting quarterback every single week just because I don't think he has that ability I think he's much much better off option as a uh, matchup play or a bye week replacement and a backup at, to your starter and if something does happen you do have a quality starting quarterback in Bridgewater And we close with the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are a very fun team. Um, If you're talking best ball leagues, absolutely love the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley double stack. I think that's uh, one of the elite options to do in best ball if you can get all three of those players in in your uh, double stack. I don't hate the idea of going triple stack with Hayden Hurst as well. I think Hurst replacing Austin Hooper is about the same as it was last year, and we saw what kind of production Austin Hooper had at the tight end position. I think we're going to see the similar kind of production out of Hurst at the tight end in 2020. If I'm picking between Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley in, uh, in in terms of best ball stacking with Matt Ryan, it's likely going to be Ridley just because where the, play, where the two are going to be drafted at. You can get Ridley a little, little later than Julio Jones. So I like being able to go running back early and then doing the double stack with Ryan and Calvin Ridley a little later. I definitely think that the production between Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley is going to be closer than it has been in years past. We're going to eventually see Julio Jones kind of give away that leadership to Calvin Ridley. I don't think it's just yet, but I definitely think that the production between the two is going to be a little closer than it has been in uh, Ridley's first couple of years. So I definitely think that we might see what Roddy White did with Julio Jones. Julio Jones is going to do the same thing with Calvin Ridley, kind of grooming him into that number one role. Uh, bringing in T- Todd Gurley I do think Gurley is a fine option and, um, if you're looking him in the fourth round. But if, but if you're looking at him in the third round, I'd rather go wide receiver in third, especially if I'm going running back, running back with the first two picks. So I'm likely not going to have too many shares of Gurley just because it looks like he's going to be going in a mid, late, third. Um, and I just like the idea of going wide receiver after taking a couple stud running backs with the first two picks. And Matt Ryan, I think Ryan is also going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league this year, a very pass-happy team in Atlanta. So we're definitely going to see this team put the ball up on a on a – very amount, large amount of time is going to be thrown the ball, especially if this defense is very bad and they do have to play from behind, like some feel that might happen in 2020, just like it did in 2019. So, we're going to see a very pass happy offense in Atlanta. So, I absolutely love Matt Ryan as my starting quarterback in fantasy league. So, you can get him a little later, obviously, than these top five quarterbacks in the league uh, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, Deshaun Watson, and so on and so forth. I don't hate the idea of Brian Hill and Edo Smith as well. Looking at the backup running back for Todd Gurley, who, if Gurley is injured, he can't finish the year. You got to wonder if uh, Hill and Edo Smith can be able to b- b- be production. And with that knee injury to Gurley, you got to wonder wh- how, how how good that knee is going to be for 16 games. Um, so I do like the idea of maybe taking a, a gamble on either Hill or Edo Smith. Pick which one you like that better, or just keep an eye on them for waiver wires as well. They're definitely not. Uh Options for me for handcuffing is just definitely going to be a waiver-wire pickup, in my opinion. Or if you have super deep leagues, they can be, definitely be a player you look at late, late, late in your drafts. Don't hate the idea of also uh, Russell Gage if you have deep, deep leagues as well um, as a number 3 wide receiver in Atlanta. But I think it's really going to be the Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Hayden Hurst show in the passing game with obviously Todd Gurley on the ground for the Falcons. Best player in the division, I think you... <laughs> If I knew Alvin Kamara was going to be there from week one and stay for the entire season, I think it could be a three-head, three-headed race um, with Christian McCaffrey, with Julio Jones, with, um, with Michael Thomas. A four, four, four-headed race with Michael Thomas and also um, Alvin Kamara. But I think with, with the uncertainty for Alvin Kamara, I think you've got to give it to either Michael Thomas or Christian McCaffrey. Easiest thing would be just to give it to Christian McCaffrey because he's would be one of the better players in fantasy. If we're taking Christian McCaffrey out, I give it to uh, the slight lead over Michael Thomas, over Julio Jones, but I think both players are going to be fine options, and they're both going to have absolutely monster games on a weekly basis. Uh, We know what Julio can do on a weekly basis. We know what Michael Thomas can do on a weekly basis. So if I'm taking away the cream of the crop, Christian McCaffrey, I think I'm giving it to uh, Michael Thomas uh, slightly ahead of Julio Jones in in terms of best player in the league um, in, in, in this division. Uh, possible breakout player who I think is going to have a big year compared to what they did last year. It's going to be Calvin Ridley for me. I think Ridley is in for a monster year this year. I think Ridley is going to show that he is ready to take over that leadership role over Julio Jones once that does happen. So I think Ridley is in for a huge year this year. So I have Ridley as one of the biggest improvements from last year, and he had a very good 2019 campaign. Also, DJ Moore in the mix as well, but I think DJ Moore did a little better last year, uh, so, so I give it a little bit, a little bit edge to Ridley just because where the two were last year. As for bust in this division, I think it might have to go to Gurley. I think uh, not knowing about the injury to Gurley, not knowing if he's going to be healthy for an entire season, um, you got to wonder about new offense coming over from the Rams. So I think I'm giving you the bust in terms of uh, where you could be drafting him compared to what he produces. I'm going to give it to Todd Gurley in the NFC South. That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. We'll have our last and final divisional series before we go on to the awards of the season. So the next podcast you hear will be for the NFC West. We'll try to get that done this weekend. If not this weekend, we'll get it done by Monday. Get that up on the website as well. Have a great Labor Day weekend. If you've not done so already, please give us a follow at FansportsGenius is our Twitter, at Football underscore genius, underscore is our Instagram. It's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob or to purchase our 2020 draft kit. Be part of the community that is ready to dominate their drafts on draft night. We also have packages available of our Mastermind Chat, weekly, monthly, and full season packages available, one-on-one access with yours truly via text message regarding all things fantasy football, whether it be a lineup question or a roster move. That's what this uh, Mastermind chat was created for. This year might be even more important with the uncertainty of what it's going to bring with players testing positive for the virus and what what, what happens if a player misses a game or two, maybe they're late scratch. That's what Mastermind chat is available. Uh, um, All your questions answered within 24 hours, most likely within an hour or two. And I'm always available up until kickoff for our Mastermind chat as well. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Let's dominate those leagues. Have, Have a great draft if you're drafting this weekend, and we'll talk to you later. Have a great week.